Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. our intro music so well now i know exactly when we're gonna jump on air what's going on everyone welcome to bet the edge powered by points bet we appreciate you all joining us on the nbc sports edge youtube channel i'm sarah perlman he's of course the whale cap richard densick coming up on the show nick costas is back with us we're gonna dig into whether he's willing to lay the points with some big favorites in the nba tonight plus get his view with the, the playoff excuse me the futures market and if that's changed since the start of the playoffs and Brad Thomas coming by, he's going to help us handicap the unique setup on the PGA Tour at the Zurich Classic this weekend. And of course, if you want to hear Drew's best bet, edge of the day, you got to stick around till the very end. We have that and a lot more coming up here on Bet the Edge. Drew, it's been a few days. I missed you. I feels like a, it feels like more than a few days. Like the play, NBA playoffs have I've been going on for three days, but so much has happened. There's so much to comment on. And uh, I hope your USFL experience was great. Uh, you got an early lean in terms of uh, who's going to ship that uh, that league? No, I got nothing. I'm <laughs> practices and not saying something. It's going to be interesting to watch it play out. I'm not covering it this weekend, but I am going to watch it on TV. I'll be back the following, but going to some practices, seeing these players in person and everything. I feel like, you know, maybe in a few weeks, I'll have a, a lean okay. in the future. So market. basically what you're seeing now is far from the final form. I think so of, very much. Okay. Yeah, they had a okay. month to throw these teams okay. together. So I'll break down the USFL on a different day when the NBA playoffs are not going on. Uh, you know, I mentioned that I haven't been on the show in a few days, the NBA playoffs, you guys did a spectacular show and we've obviously seen some amazing games. As I look back on last night and over the last few days, what's kind of been your overall thoughts on the playoffs now as we relook at the futures market? Oh, man. Well, uh, I think you can pretty much write off the winner of this um, Sixers-Raptors uh, series. Uh, the series has been so physical. Sixers probably come through 4-1 at this point. Uh, bummer that the Raptors have mm -hmm. uh, you know sustained the losses that they have from an injury standpoint. Um, but uh, this series has been super physical. It's going to get more physical, by the way. Nick Nurse was talking in the postgame in game two, um, and uh, I'm worried about the health and well-being of some of these Philly players moving into the next round, taking on potentially a tough opponent in the Miami Heat. Um, so that one, that that series has turned into a little bit of a fizzle. Um, the flip side, uh, the, uh, the Jazz had an opportunity last night to just put the uh, Mavericks in a stranglehold before going back with a 2-0 lead. Mm -hmm. Instead, they let the game slip through their fingers. Um, two games in a row, just atrocious fourth quarter performances by this Jazz team. The Jazz very clearly have something going on mentally. Like the lapses that you saw with from them defensively, especially in that fourth quarter where they were not rotating, not you know, not uh, defending the three point line at all. Uh, you know, Mavs just you know wide open looks from three. Everybody was filling it up. It was like yeah, it felt the the lack of urgency was very concerning because now 
Luka Doncic potentially back in play to come back this series. And all of a sudden, um, you know, if you hadn't dispatched the Dallas Mavericks in four, uh, number one, you don't want to exhaust any of your, you know, you don't want to fire your bullets this round if you have the Suns next round, on top of the fact that now you may not even get there if Luca comes back. So right. uh, the Jazz were the biggest disappointment uh, of yesterday. And then uh, Golden State takes care of business because they are an NBA team and Denver is not outside of Nikola Jokic. Well, I was just going to ask you your thoughts on that game and now that series. Yesterday, 62% of the handle came in at points bet on the Warriors laying seven. They win, they cover with ease, and now, of course, heading in to game three. Is there any way that, and you're obviously a big uh, Phoenix Suns ticket holder, you'd look or recommend people looking to get involved with this Warriors team from what you've seen, or just this series has been so advantageous for them? I think the latter but I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, uh, the, and we the, talked about this throughout, you know, at yeah. the beginning of the NBA season with this Warriors team and what they could be. Yeah, this, this was the perfect draw for the Warriors this round. They match up perfectly. They have Draymond Green who can wipe out Jokic. They have so many role players who can just mm-hmm. absolutely bury uh, the second unit for the Nuggets to make, make the lead, you know, impossible to make up. Um, it, everybody's kind of, you know, Jordan Poole's getting his feet wet as like superstar run in this series because nobody can defend him. Um, you know, all of that is true, but they don't match up quite as well at all against their round two opponent, potentially either Memphis or, or Minnesota. And they definitely don't match up as well against the sun. So I think we, you know, I'm going to be watching pretty carefully, but people have bet and won a lot of money on the warriors over the years mm-hmm. there is a anchoring you know there's a soft spot in a lot of the you know the kind of the major players out there in the nba market um and if the warriors do you know if they're nuclear hot and they win these two series comfortably and they go into that western conference finals completely healthy and unscathed and looking like they looked in the last two games they're going to draw a lot of attention from the betters and you could potentially catch a sun's price that was that's pretty cheap Okay, well, right now, just looking at the Warriors heading into Game 3, I'll be curious to see how this is bet. Of course, they're up 2-0 against the Nuggets. People, you mentioned being profitable, backing the Warriors over the years, and specifically last night. People backing our guy, Johnny, our researcher, they've been (laughs) profitable. Shout out to Johnny. Uh, He won his sixth straight battle of the bets last night, setting a new record for the edge team. He's looking for a seventh win tonight, straight win, rather, so... You have to tune into Battle of the Bets at 4 p.m. later to see exactly what three plays he's eyeing later today. You know what they say. What what do they say? The seventh is always the hardest. So (laughs) good luck, Johnny. That's such a good saying. I've heard that so many times. (laughs) It holds a lot of weight. So seventh is going to be the hardest. Good luck to Johnny. Going to see what he plays later on. Hey, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in the NBA, Premier League, and on the PGA Tour and NASCAR circuit. All right, let's get back to the NBA. Uh, We got a guy, Nick Costas, coming on. And I know he has thoughts on these games as we get ready throughout the week. But, Nick, I joke with you, and I have to keep it going. What's going on? Tell me about yesterday, your weekend, your family. How are we? Yeah, well, I, I got engaged a couple of weeks ago. Which oh, was congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Why so, haven't I seen this on Twitter or Instagram? You know, I feel like I'm, like, very, like, out on social media and, like, posting stuff on social media these days. I'm trying to, like, keep my Twitter basically just to, like, promoting the show. Well, you I'm shouldn't because that's an important thing that I'm sad I missed now. 
So, uh, well, there you, well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, congratulations like, to you. And your thank you very much. Day. Yeah. So that was great. So now we're in the throes of wedding planning and I want to kill myself, but other than <laughs> yeah. that, awesome. uh, it'll NBA, only feel like an eternity. Yeah. So NBA no, don't worry. I'm six months in and it's exhausting. It doesn't get easier. So I hope you have a ton of fun wedding planning. Um, take it from me, hire a planner. You'll it'll be worth every I, single I think dollar. we've got a family friend that's going to take care of it. See, that was the big life event. Otherwise got my ass kicked last night, betting sides in the NBA. Thankfully props were great. Unfortunately, Denver gets blown out and Jokic goes under his points total, but, uh, yeah, other than that, feeling great. Um, feeling optimistic about the card tonight. And um, finally, and like we, I talked about this on You Better You Bet the last couple of weeks. I love the NFL. It's my favorite thing. Been my favorite thing, like literally my entire life, not just mm -hmm. working in the sports media space. I was not really, and I'm a Giants fan, and my team picks five and seven in the top 10. I was not really into the draft until yesterday. And I did like a lot of um, reconnaissance yesterday. To, and I actually do, and I, I did this bit on the show yesterday on You Better You Bet. I actually do have sources in the NFL. I will never claim to have them in other sports, but I worked in the NFL for a decade for NFL radio. So I, I reached out to a lot of people yesterday and did a top 10 mock on the show yesterday, V1.0. I think we'll do three or four of them. So I'm now super excited um, about the draft, made some draft bets, and uh, yeah, ready to rock and well, roll. Great time on the sports calendar. Well, now all of our listeners are fired up. We're going to get to your mock draft in a minute because I know I want those plays. But first, let's start in the NBA coming up tonight, the Hawks and the Heat. Uh, Drew and I are both going to have a play later on the show on this game specifically. Right now, Heat laying seven and a half at home. The total's 219 for this one. We know the Heat looked magnificent in game one, took game one at home against the Hawks. What's your what's your feel about this game, too? So I, I actually don't think I'm going to bet it. Um, okay. I had been really into Atlanta. I know, uh, Drew, I... I don't want to spoil like Drew's going to give a play. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, so I know Drew likes the side in this game. And like, I, I should probably leave that alone because Drew will give that out on, on this show on its show. Um, I, I was kind of into Atlanta thinking that Atlanta can't shoot as poorly as it did in game number one, right? Not just Trey Young, but you would think that the other players on Atlanta will also shoot a little better. Um, and then the more I thought about it, and I listened to my co-host, Ken Barkley, who I know comes on with you guys also, Lockie Lockerson. Ken's basically like, my Atlanta can't do anything. Like, there's nothing Atlanta can do. Miami's going to be physical with Trey Young. No Capella. Who's going to make shots for the Atlanta Hawks here? So I, if I had to bet the game, I, I would take the seven and a half with Atlanta. I actually think I'm going to pass this one and probably look to bet some props. I generally don't do my prop work until like the afternoon, like when right before you bet or you bet starts. So I don't have a prop bet for you in this particular game. I would bet Atlanta if I had to, but I'm likely going to mm -hmm. pass it entirely. Yeah, no, that's fair. We'll get into why I think Atlanta is a little short in this contest, but uh, yeah, just, just, just for, for the sake of arguments, PJ Tucker and Duncan Robinson shot 12 of 13 combined from three pointers. If that happens again, this playoffs, then. Uh, I'll eat my hat, but uh... yeah, Duncan Robinson was have Reggie Miller in the game in game number one. I mean, look, like I said, maybe I'll end up betting Atlanta, but I would not bet Miami, but I think I'm going to end up passing. Yeah. There's been a ton of steam on that over, which I can't really explain. That's been bet up from 217 mm -hmm. to 219, uh, which is a pretty aggressive move when, you know, we already have a little bit of information on the series. We don't usually see that. Um, Timberwolves Grizzlies has also seen a little bit of action. Uh, some money this morning coming in, trying to move that number down from seven to six and a half in favor of Memphis. Um, the Grizzlies are expected to bounce back. Six and a half is still a big spread. Uh, considering we saw these teams match up and play, you know, a very competitive game for, you know, the large balance here. Uh, is it surprising to you that there wasn't more of an adjustment in favor of the Timberwolves? Uh, and do you think Timberwolves are the right side, uh, considering we still you're still getting a bunch of points in a pretty close contest? 
I'll answer the first question first. Uh, not necessarily surprised with the way the point spread kind of shook mm -hmm. out. I think generally we see this, right? Team that's favored loses game one. The expectation is the market has that they're just going to bounce back and wreck in game number two. So I'm not necessarily surprised by the point spread in the game that Memphis got a little more credit, at least to start, um, than we might have expected um, for game number two. And your second question was, do I like Minnesota? Yes, uh, a lot. <laughs> um, I do think that Memphis has some adjustments to be made, namely like Steven Adams should never play. Like he actually should not play like another second in this series, unless like Jaron Jackson Jr. gets into foul trouble, which like could potentially happen. I mean, Adams is just too slow. He's going to get annihilated by Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, like specifically Anthony Edwards here. And basically like Memphis, hey, Memphis, like, prove it to me a little bit. If I'm going to get on my put on my blue suede shoes and board the plane and bet on Memphis here, like, I need to see a little bit something more from the Grizzlies. And I didn't see that in game number one. So I'm not saying the Grizzlies can't or won't win the game. Obviously, they're playing at home in a very important, like, spot for them to win. You don't want to go down 0-2 heading back to Minnesota. So I think Memphis is likely to win the game. Do I think they're going to win by margin? Like, I, I actually don't. I, I think the difference between these teams is closer than, like, we might have uh, expected coming into this series here. So it's actually my favorite favorite bet of the night in the association. Uh, give me the Timberwolves plus the seven plus the six and a half. I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota won. I think it's a close game either way. Love the Timberwolves tonight. I would do like the, uh, the howling wolf, but I'm not very good at it. But just imagine <laughs> doing it here. I'm going to have to go look at some of the splits later right now. It's, it's interesting to look at points about 61% of the spread bet count coming in on the T wolves, the handle 67% coming in on the Grizzlies. So a little bit of lopsided action there. Um, but I, I won't be, I wouldn't be surprised actually to see the T-Wolves cover this one. It's a big number. Let's go into another big number. It's the Pelicans and Suns. And the Suns defense was so suffocating in that first half. I'm interested to see where this total lands. And Drew, I want your opinion on this game as well. But Nick, I'll begin with you. I look at this game that the Suns obviously far superior. They're laying nine and a half. Mentioned the total. That's 221 and a half. Chris Paul went off in the first game. Defense was incredible. Is it a Suns or pass? Or would you look at the Pels here? I would consider betting the Pelicans, but I actually think I'm going to pass on the side of this game. Sun's extremely likely to win, obviously. Do they win by margin? Maybe. Maybe the Pelicans are able to keep it closer. I actually think the under is a pretty good look here, and it's gone up a little bit from yesterday when we did the show. I think it's gone up a half point from 221 to 221 and a half. I mean, Phoenix was absolutely nuclear shooting the ball, and Sarah, you mentioned Chris Paul, obviously, scores 30 points. He's, it looks like Michael Jordan out there shooting. Booker comes out, and he's on fire. DeAndre Ayton's, you know, pissed off for greatness, like doing his Akeem Olajuwon impersonation didn't get extended last summer and like wants to prove that he deserves the big money and he shot really great in the game. I think it's probably fair to expect and Phoenix is going to win. This is not me making a case for New Orleans to pull the upset, but I think it's probably fair to expect Phoenix to probably not shoot as well as it did in game number one. And could an outlier performance happen? They could score 130. Of course that could happen. It's not like New Orleans is like that, like the 93 Knicks in terms of team defense. So of course <laughs> Phoenix could have a big shooting game here. I just think it's kind of unlikely for them to replicate that. And as far as Phoenix's defense, goes like Phoenix is going to play great defensively and maybe Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum shot making is just absolutely outstanding and New Orleans is able to score more than expected I just think like we know what Phoenix is we know what they do I don't think New Orleans is going to score a ton and I think it's fair to assume that Phoenix doesn't have as great a shooting output as it did in game number one so I I actually like the under quite a bit here I'll be on under 221 and a half tonight yeah, that under is a decent look, and I generally agree with your sentiment. Uh, if there is one characteristic about the Suns when they are in, like, we are going to win this game kind of mode, um, the final six minutes of the game, they just play absolutely suffocating defense. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the kind of defense that is super delightful for an underbacker 
because they force their opponents to use the entire shot clock and then get a bad shot off. And so it's it's like the perfect storm for and it's a great uh, point by you because like when they when they turn it on and it's like we watch game one, they're up by 20 in the third quarter, and it's like they're playing with their food at that point. Like the game's done. Yeah. And then they're like basically take take the foot off the accelerator <laughs> a little bit. New Orleans cuts it to seven by the end of the third, and I think it's nine going into the fourth. And then Phoenix is basically like holds them at bay, like Heisman's them a little bit, and uh, ends up winning the game by eleven. So I think that's what kind of makes it difficult, you know, betting the Suns in this spot. It's like they they're gonna, probably going to take a lead, and then they're probably going to take their foot off the gas a little bit. Maybe New Orleans is able to backdoor the game, but I, I do feel really good about the under um, because when Phoenix has to, like New Orleans is just not going to score. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. And a uh, live entry on the under as well, especially if this is a competitive game. Like if it's close it's in luck. the second half, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm definitely, definitely going to be engaged in some live under looks. But uh, yeah, fun, fun series, more, more entertaining series than I expected. Uh, Suns still remain my favorite team in the NBA. Um, curious as we move now to football. You have a fresh perspective on this, it sounds like, considering you're relatively new to the information sourcing side of things based on your explanation off the top. Um, that can be beneficial. <laughs> you know, I've been looking and reading notes and mocks now for mo- two months, and it's just like it all looks blurry and fuzzy to me. Uh, so presumably with a fresh set of eyes on things, um, how do you see this playing out? And let's start at the top of the draft with the, you know, the number one overall mm-hmm. pick by the Jaguars. Uh, no consensus here, depending on who you ask. Uh, Hutchinson has been sitting as the market favorite for a while now, but there's not a ton of confidence there. Even Hutchinson himself makes a trip to Detroit this week, uh, you know, presumably uh, a decent shot that he lands in the second overall to them. Um, you know, what's your, your read currently on the uh, overall number one pick? So I, I am going to couch this a little bit. I'm not going to come out and like make any guarantees here. Like last year, people, <laughs> listeners of You Better You Bet and viewers of the show will remember, I got the Trey Lance text that Lance was going to go third like 10 minutes before we went off the air last year on the Thursday of the opening round. So like, I probably won't get, if if I get something like that, probably won't get like guaranteed this is going to happen until, until next week. So all of this is obviously subject to change. And I know people out there may think, oh, well, the draft's less than two weeks away. Like now's the time when info starts getting out there. It's actually not the case like now is when it really starts and it's really going to start ramping up now and i can say this from experience because i worked in the nfl for a decade Mm kind of having like an intimate like knowledge of how these things work now is the time when like things actually really get heated up and start so i think now is almost like maybe like the top of the third inning in this entire process and the next six innings will play out over the course of the next um, week and a half here. So as far as the first overall pick is concerned, you know, Aiden Hutchinson becomes the favorite off news when the Jaguars franchise tag left tackle Cam Robinson and then sign um, guard Brandon Sheriff, a former top five um, overall pick of the, the, the now Washington commanders. So the thought is, okay, well, Jacksonville's not going to go offensive line, best defensive players, Hutchinson, he becomes the favorite. So I did some digging and of course I could be wrong here with how this works out potentially coming up next Thursday night and it seems like there's a power struggle already right now in Jacksonville people will remember that the Jaguars made the somewhat strange decision to retain general manager Trent Balky while firing head coach Urban Meyer and then Balky involved in the hiring process of new head coach Doug Peterson um, Balky is not well regarded in league circles not someone that's thought of as like a great GM someone who feuded with Jim Harbaugh and Harbaugh lost that power struggle and then Balky loses his job in San Francisco after they hire Jim Tom Sula so what I am hearing is that Doug Peterson 
wants an offensive player. And by offensive player, I don't mean quarterback, obviously, with Lawrence, running back or receiver. I'm talking offensive line. They could still keep Cam Robinson. They could rescind that tag, but they could keep Robinson under the scenario and then draft an offensive lineman first overall. And I think there's enough doubt there and enough like where if you're Jaguars owner Shad Khan, like Balky was just involved in maybe the worst head coach hire in the history of pro football. You hire a new head coach who's an offensive-minded coach who has a Super Bowl under his belt. I think it's at least reasonable to think that he could win that mm-hmm. debate, right? So I think Hutchinson's the favorite for a reason. But I, if I'm looking at one at, at Jacksonville making a pick outside of Hutchinson here, I'm not looking at Walker. I'm looking at Iki Aquanu from NC State or Evan Neal from uh, from Alabama. And if it's okay. me and I'm looking to take one of those two guys, I'm looking at Evan Neal actually, not Aquanu. Aquanu is a straight up left tackle. Evan Neal is extremely versatile, can play multiple mm-hmm. positions. So if you're talking year number one, if you want Cam Robinson to come back and play left tackle and then eventually transition Neal to the left side, like you can't necessarily plug Iki Aquano in on the right side. You can plug Evan Neal on the right side. Then you have Sheriff at one guard position. And now you're cooking a little bit, keeping Trevor Lawrence upright. So I think there's enough doubt there that Jacksonville goes defense, that I think it's probably worth taking a shot on Aquanu and Neil, pay about nine to one, I believe. I don't know about the points bet odds, but you better, you bet show sponsor, I believe it's nine to one. And if I had to guess and could be wrong about this, still a lot of time to figure this mm-hmm. out. I I think that Neil would be the more likely based on on field. Now that's Nick Costos talking. <laughs> no, that, Doug Peterson may disagree and it may be someone completely different. That's my take on the situation as of right now. I think offensive lineman is more likely than people expect to go first overall. Yeah, Iquanu 14 to 1, Evan Neal 16 to 1 to be the first overall pick right now on points bet. Um, let's just, I, I want just a few more of your plays. Obviously, you've done some deep, deep digging and reaching out to a lot of your resources. We look at your analyzation here of the draft market. What else stands out? What are other bets that you think are a shot to kind of get involved with now and over the next week? So um, I think Kyle Ham- Hamilton, the Notre Dame safety, who very early on in the process was like mocked to go as early. It's like number three to the Houston Texans. Um, I think it is very unlikely he goes in the top 10. And the NFL draft is sort of like a unique betting thing, right? Where a lot of market moves come off like mock drafts. Like we, it's, it's very different than like betting on handicapping, like an actual game that's being played, right? And you are starting to see like a lot of these mock drafts and the mock drafts you should be paying attention to where the guys that are plugged into front offices, like a Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network is plugged into front offices, right? Some of these big name mock drafters actually talk to people and they have a sense of what's going to happen. No one really has Kyle Hamilton going in the top 10 anymore. Hamilton's draft prop, at least at, um, I'm not sure what he's at at points bet, but I'm seeing at a bunch of markets, a bunch of books, eight and a half. Now the over is really juiced. I don't think he's going in the top 10. Jalen Petrie, safety out of Baylor. I am from people I talk to feel like he's going to be a better pro at the position than Kyle wow. Hamilton. Hamilton's not, didn't run especially well throughout this process here. So, I mean, could Hamilton go in the top 10? Like, of course. Like, I'm never, like, saying these things are guaranteed. Just that I think that's probably a bet worth making would be Hamilton to go um, over his position prop right now, currently eight and a half. Another one would be Derek Stingley, the cornerback from LSU. Sauce Gardner, I think, is extremely likely to go in the top 10. His draft position is seven and a half. I think he could go under or over. I'd probably take the plus money with the over, but wouldn't be surprised either way. I think Stingley at this point is going to go in the top 10, potentially to the Seahawks or the Jets at nine and 10, respectively. Though, So Stingley's prop sitting at 10 and a half. I do think we will see Stingley go in the top 10. And I guess the last one would be, 
kind of, and this is, I don't even know if we have enough time to get through it because it's a lot to get through <laughs> Carolina and what the Panthers may be looking yeah. to do with smoke screening with Baker Mayfield. My sense yeah. is, is that they're going to leave the draft with the quarterback with Matt rule on the hot seat. I don't think they go into the year with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, the literal poo poo platter. I don't necessarily <laughs> see that happening here. So I think Carolina likely to take a quarterback. Does that mean a team knows that's going to happen and trade up to five with the giants who are like, obviously looking for a first round pick in 2023 do the giants trade back it is my sense that we will see the two top linemen neil and aquanu go in the top three one at one to jacksonville one at three to houston and then i think the giants stand pat at five if they keep that pick and probably take charles cross the best remaining offensive lineman on the market i gave that out on our show yesterday peter schrager of uh, a fox in the nfl network in his mock draft gave out cross to go five this morning so steam there is starting to pick up cross played left tackle in college but the Giants worked him out at right tackle at their pro day. They have Andrew Thomas already on the left side. So I am trying to acquire more information as to how that workout went, if they liked him on the right side. But as of right now, I have Charles Cross slotted in at fifth overall to the Giants. These are all plausible takes. I don't mm-hmm. disagree really with anything you said. Uh, Cross to the Giants steam. And that connects, you know, Giants in general, pretty transparent about who they like, even with the new regime. Uh, so I buy all of that. Uh, Hamilton currently at points bet is 10 and a half to the over is plus 100. Now, if you think Stingley sneaks in, then eight and a half, 10 and a half is no different. You might as well take the better price plus 100 for over 10 and a half with Hamilton. Definitely on my card as well. Yeah. So and Stingley dropped in the top 10 minus 125 on points bet. Uh, Nick, I look forward to listening to you better. You bet this week and throughout next week to hear the rest of your draft analysis and everything else. If you don't follow Nick on Twitter, you can't find he got engaged there, but you can find a lot of other things <laughs> at the Costos and make sure, of course, to check him out with Ken Barkley on Do Better You Bet. That's from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern every single weekday. Nick, congratulations again. Thanks for jumping on and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Really appreciated it now, Sarah, for your favorite thing. Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. How the hell do I come up with one of those? I need to hire someone to write me a tagline. Yeah, writer's room. I'll, yeah. I'll message the writers for the show. Yeah, would you mind you. doing yeah. that for me? Sure. Thank you. For sure. A programming reminder. We'll, do not we're gonna, forget. We'll workshop. We'll workshop some stuff. Yes, that's what we need. Let's sit through a workshop and come up with a really good outro for everything. But a programming reminder, and this was written by somebody else. Don't forget about our Bet the Edge game time show. This Wednesday, it's at 6 p.m. Eastern. Drew and I will get you armed with all the last minute insight information and trends you'll need to make your wagers before the games begin. So make sure to check us out on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel tomorrow, 6 p.m., Drew. Yeah, and it's going to be a great one. We have incredible NBA action on tap. We will take you right up to tip off. Uh, and uh, surely, I i mean, the best game of the week, maybe the best game you know, of the playoffs, potentially. No, of all time, gonna no. Be, there's going to be a, maybe the best game of round one, I think, okay. is going to be this game two between the Nets and the Celtics. It tips off at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to take you right up to tip off. And there are going to be lots and lots of important uh, ways we handicap that game. Because honestly, if the, if the Nets can steal home court, they're live. If the Celtics get it done here, I don't know if the Nets have enough juice to, to turn this series around. What do you think? We have to get to our next guest really quickly, but I do want to assume you were on the Celtics game one. Oh, well, I have a lot of Celtics series, so that was okay. a super important win. That was <laughs> a huge win. I was watching it on my win. phone as I was wrapping up USFL day, and I saw your amazing whale dressed up. And then I saw Boston Celtics color, and uh, I thought, I'm like, Drew he was wearing definitely his has. Finest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looked good. Right. I, yeah. I also need to come up with a new like tag, not only like Knicks, but something like a whale, but that would identify me because I'm not the whale capper. Okay, enough. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-888-5 3500 in Virginia, 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467-369 in New York. www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. I got to bring on Brad Thomas to talk about the Zurich Classic in the meantime before we workshop all of the things that I need to get done in the next few months. Brad, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Let's get into the Zurich Classic here in New Orleans. Obviously, this is a really different handicap being the lone team event on the PGA Tour. Ultimately, how do you handicap this? What stands out to you as we kind of dive through uh, the matchups here? You know, first, I'll start off by saying if anyone out there tells you that they built the perfect roster, the perfect bets based on their model, they are so full of crap. It's about team chemistry. It's about who's playing good golf. Yes, you can use stats to to identify individuals that you want to have. But when you think about it, you have two golfers playing together in an alternate format than individual stroke play. So I like to back guys who, especially at a Pete Dye golf course, that are good ball strikers, um, guys who are great on approach and and pretty accurate, and also guys who want to win. Like you, you think about some of these guys who are like the party animals of the tour. They're in Louisiana. They're playing in a team event. They're out there, you know, sipping beers, smoking cigars, having a good time. But they're hungry guys on tour who just want to rack up wins or rack up money. That's a fair point. And, uh, I mean, it does feel like the entire tour is tilting in Scotty Shuffler's favor. He does come in matched up with uh, Ryan Palmer, which is, eh, he's going to have to probably carry that team to a degree. Um, Does that open up the door for some of these other, uh, you know, maybe better pairings in terms of team strength? Or uh, do you think this goes Chuck? 
you know, I hate backing chalk in a team event. I'm not betting anything under plus 1,200. Let's be fair to Ryan Palmer. He did win this event with uh, what John Rom. Uh, he holds his own. I just don't know if I want to bet Scotty Scheffler. Like, I think personally I'll put a little small wager because if you don't have a wager on Scotty Scheffler when he plays golf nowadays, you're probably going to lose winning, what, three of the last four or three of the last five, something like that. Um, But there are some guys on here who who have caught my attention, especially at their price. Um, The first guy, the first team that caught my attention is the team of Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. The price down tremendously from when they opened, but it makes total sense. Billy Horschel has won this event as an individual when it was an individual tournament. And he won this uh, back in 2018 in the team event. And then you have a proven winner in Sam Burns uh, who won at Valspar this year, defending his title and won at Sanderson farms at, at that price. I think it's doable. Like this could chalk out. Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland are the best ball striker on tour. Then you have Cantlay who's playing amazing golf and you have Cam Smith. Who's probably the hottest golfer with the putter. I can't pay those prices for a team event. Like, all it takes is just a little bit of bad team chemistry and you just wasted something trying to get eight to one. Like that, that's just a price I don't like to lay. Yeah, Cantley and Shoffley, 850. They're one of the most bet at points bet right now. And then Hovland and Marikawa sitting at eight to one. They're getting bet a ton at our friends at points bet as well. And no, I like the Billy Horschel look. That's fun. You mentioned he won the event two times. And uh, you think about Burns who, having went to LSU, knows the course, knows Louisiana. This is so much familiarity. I love this look. But if I look down... Outside 12 to 1, we look for some long shots just because of all the reasons you mentioned. It seems like with team chemistry, we might be able to get some kind of wild outcomes here. What stands out in that long shot range right now? Yeah, so I have a long shot and mid-tier. Let's start with the mid-tier. Uh, Taylor Gooch and Max Homa. I, if, if anybody isn't on Twitter uh, or they don't follow Max Homa, they need to. He is one of the best follows in the world. Huge Max Homa fan, not only because of his personality, but the strides that he's taken year to year. Like you think about it, Max Homa couldn't make couldn't make a cut at a major. And this year he didn't play great, but he made the cut at the Masters. Then you have Taylor Gooch, who is nominal ball striker. They're playing together. You know, they're playing this tournament again. I think they at plus what are they at now? 22 to one. Uh, I think that's a fair price for them. And I'm going to be backing them. Now, from a long shot standpoint. I don't think we're going to get that 150 to one winner, but this price on Grayson Sig and Sepp Straka at around 50 to one is a phenomenal price. Why? Like I said, I'm backing ball strikers any single time I'm playing a P-tie course. You have Grayson Sig, who's a good ball striker. You have Sepp Straka, who is one of the best ball strikers. But when we think about this, 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 uh, this tandem, you want guys who can get hot. You know, the reason people don't bet on Grayson Sig all the time is because He's so volatile, you know, he could first round lead and then go and be four over the next day and be totally out of contention. Volatility is fine. Two pros aren't going to both stink on mm-hmm. the same course. So you're going to want to get guys who can get really hot. That's two rounds. If you have a guys who are just out there making a ton of birdies and Straka is one of the top birdie makers on the tour and his third at RBC his 30th at the Masters, his ninth at the players and his Honda proves that he is a guy who is on the rise. This Austrian is going to get it done for me at 50 to one. That makes total sense to me. I think uh, <laughs> realistically, uh, this that was a tough handicap for me because I just don't have any read on what Grayson Sig's current form is. But Straka certainly is a guy that I my numbers say is consistently underrated by the market week in, week out. Um, among the uh, longer shots right now, yeah. Zudenhout Schwartzel <laughs> is the biggest liability at 60 to 1. 
I guess probably coming off of the way those guys played it at, at, at you know, Schwartzel specifically, the way he played it yeah. at Augusta, I suppose. Uh, I'm not buying that, though. No, thank you. Well, Brad, I like your long shots. Jock has already won this year. He almost won last week. You're getting, what, 500 or 50 to 1, rather. Excuse me. So uh, that's a yeah. fun look. And I'm rooting for you. You can follow <laughs> Brad on Twitter at Mr. Brad Thomas. Make sure to check out more of his content, not only on Twitter, but on NBCSportsEdge.com. Brad, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck with all of your plays you for this weekend. Have a great one. The time has come. We wrap up the podcast with what we teed up and teased all show. It's edge of the day. We're going to the heat game. Well, I'm down the street from it right now, but I'm not going to the heat game, but you and I are going there betting wise. Let's hear it. Are you bummed not to go? Isn't that like a super cool arena? It is so fun. There's a home court advantage. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like the best fan base all year long. People come. It's a very social setting. I would say sometimes like the Warriors games. Yeah. Um, but it's loud and good it's my atmosphere. Yeah, such good playoff atmosphere. It's going to be packed and fun, but no, I have to fly out tonight. Oh. So I won't be there, but I'll be, I'll be watching as soon as I, I don't land. know that there is another arena I would put over Miami, uh, at least that I've been to for a basketball experience. It's super, super cool. I mean, I know yeah, Madison is. square garden has a lot more fanfare and the crowd when the Knicks are maybe a Knicks playoff crowd is a little bit. You don't like the crypt? No, <laughs> not my, that's not my cup of tea. No, uh, downtown LA, you can have that. Um, the, uh, but, uh, no, I have, haven't been to the new warriors arena. That looks pretty cool, but yeah, uh, I want to go there as well. Yeah. For, for my, for my money, at least, uh, Miami is where it's at. As far as the home atmosphere goes, the home crowd's going to be sweating it tonight, Sarah. They are going to be sweating it Uh-oh. because the Hawks are going to give the heat a game, uh, heat coming into this one, a little banged up. Uh, if you look at the, my, the re- injury report right now, these are the players who are questionable. Bam Adebayo, he matters. Uh, Markeith Morris, probably not going to play. P.J. Tucker amazingly went four for four from three in game one. Did not see that coming because it, it, you know, he has just been shooting so, so poorly since the All-Star break. All of a sudden to bust out with a four for four is not repeatable in my opinion. Um, and in general, I think uh, a lot of the shooting regression suggests he'd come back to earth a little bit. Hawks play a little bit better and I think that's completely fair to expect I think Gallinari uh, and Bogdanovich are solid shooters they're going to be able to help the Hawks stay in this game uh Trey Young not this is not a great matchup for him the Heat are so good defensively but he is going to give us something better than we saw from them in game one game one was an uh, anomaly for the Hawks I give them a complete pass they played back-to-back games that were elimination games and then had to travel and on short rest play an early game on Sunday against the Heat team that was completely rested and healthy. The Heat are a little bit banged up now, as I mentioned, particularly that BAM injury. Well, my prop, my props on BAM and his quad contusion is concerning. Obviously, if he doesn't go, this prop will not matter. That I'll get into. But if, if BAM does not play, what do you think this line? No, no, no. I think he plays, but I think the injury limits his ability to be as effective, as effective defensively. Uh, and really, that just opens up the door for the Hawks to score. Uh, and if the Hawks are scoring and if they can put together a couple runs here, this is going to be a sweat for the Heat. I think the Heat ultimately come out on top, but I think this game is decided in the waning moments. And so having seven points in pocket is all I can ask for. It will be a, an enjoyable experience. So uh, Hawks plus the seven for me. And, uh, you know, no, no strong disagreement with your take either. What do you got? Yeah, so mine's on BAM. I I have no say on the side. I lean with you. You know that. Whatever NBA side or total you're on, I tell you. That's been the way all season. So ruin for the Hawks plus the points. I'd like to see Miami get it done in game two. They looked so good in game one. But 
obviously the way they shot and the way Atlanta performed, I would not be surprised to see Atlanta keep this close. Bam's quad contusion is as much of as much of a concern for me for this prop. I like the over on his points right now, sitting at 18 and a half. And I think there's a few reasons why we're seeing this 18 and a half. I'm surprised not to see this 2021, but because of the injury concern, obviously, and he did not perform well. Um, I do think this is a little bit of a bounce back spot for him to prove obviously what he's done all season long at home. He had just six points in game one, which was his season low. It tied for that. If you look what he did against the Hawks twice in the season, regular season, 24 points, 21 points. He's my defensive player of the year. That was a snub. And I think that also plays a role in this game. And for that reason, not only do I think and agree with you, the Hawks keep it close in game two. They're going to need Bam to step up. He's probably the only player that didn't perform at his season level in game one. Everyone else played out of their mind. So yeah. I'm taking Bam over 18 and a half points. I think he has a, I think he has a big game regardless of how this one turns out for the side. I think he's an impact player. We've seen it all season and it gets back to a season regular going over 18 and a half points. Yeah. No clue. Capella is a huge yeah, factor huge. for that. Uh, and I think he's going to play minutes regardless of his, yeah, he's going to yeah. play and, 35 yeah. to 40 minutes. And uh, if my overarching hypothesis is correct and that there's a little bit of shooting regression, Duncan Robinson doesn't go eight for nine. PJ Tucker doesn't go. If he does, four. something They're is gonna, going on. Yeah, so, yeah. But let's assume that for the for the sake of argument that those two regress shooting wise, you're going to have to find another way to score points. And Bam attacking the rim makes tons of sense to me. So I think that uh, is a completely fair uh, outlook on this one, and I think you found a good good little look. Bam's become one of my favorite players in the NBA, so now oh, I get yeah. to root for him and take the over on his points. But. I'll tell you on the side for the Hawks, plus the points in Miami. That's all we have for you today. Don't forget tomorrow, the hour-long show, Bet the Edge Game Time, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Uh, we look forward to seeing you then, and be sure to comment in that chat. We answer questions and get to a lot of comments and questions on that show a ton for tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Best of luck with all of your wagers. Thanks for being with us today, and we'll talk to you guys later. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.